1: back to another episode of with sonar last episode of august and then we are heading into september which is the official start i think of peak season we might call it but anyways we'll figure out that later anyways uh glad you're joining us here today we've got a lot to talk about today there's hurricanes going on we've got peak season particularly in the produce and reefer markets happening right now in the midwest we've got um new data sets inside of sonar And it looks like ocean peak season in China finally hit, maybe finally starting to show that it was the peak, so we'll see. But we'll dive into all that. Uh, Tony, thanks for joining us as always. Glad to have you here. Uh, I know it's your favorite time of the day, favorite part of your week, to where you get to hang out with me,
0: right? Yeah, always, right? I mean, get a chance to talk sooner or more in depth than what we do, maybe in a carrier update every morning. Mm -hmm. Get to talk about different data sets than yeah. what we normally cover in that. So always fun to talk, branch out a little from Arnold. Yeah.
1: And you get to hear about my amazingly accurate predictions. We'll put a caveat on that. No. If, if you're all aware, I've been making the prediction for a while now that spot rates are going to be higher than contract rates by the end of the year. That is bold. And Tony doesn't believe me. He thinks that I'm, uh, I got my head in the clouds, put it politely. So um, we'll see. There's plenty of time left. Tender rejections are on the rise. They are. Mm-hmm. Might be due to a temporary event, but, you know, we'll see.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, one of them is completely, I think it's, everybody would think hurricane causes this, but it the increase in tender rejections is being driven by reefer. It's. And a far away from where... Any hurricane is going to affect the market very far. So, if you haven't been paying
1: attention, right? So, reefer tender rejections, if you're not familiar with the trucking reefer, stands for temperature controlled trailers. Uh, we've had a massive surge in reefer
0: temper- tender rejections in the Midwest.
1: When we say Midwest, what are we talking about here?
0: We're talking, I mean, the big markets to think about in this are up in Minnesota, mm-hmm. Wisconsin. So, upper midwest we're talking yeah. so like midwest. twin falls uh minneapolis minneapolis yeah milwaukee, milwaukee. green bay is up there it there's for an area as small as green bay they do actually move some freight out of the market but then you also have chicago right yeah. there too right and and markets and areas surrounding chicago that produce freight so it's so not just everybody thinks of just chicago but in the midwest especially the upper midwest there is yeah there's Quite a bit of freight that moves out of that area. Now, when we think of produce, I think, you know, the common thing is to think about,
1: you know, you know it, or when you think of reefer, you typically think of produce. But, like, what are the common commodities
0: that they're shipping? I think we think of cheese a lot, thinking yeah. coming out of Green Bay. You know, what are the other hot topics? I mean, there's that. Uh, I mean, dairy. I mean, dairy. A lot of dairy. General, right. Uh, then, I mean, you think about it, like Milwaukee, right? What's their baseball team's nickname? The Brewers. Right, so I mean, you do have some some out beer that moves out of there, right? I mean, that's what you see in Denver too, right? A lot of what comes out of Denver is is beer, and yeah. so when you think about the upper, the Midwest, I mean, seeing these markets tighten, it's interesting, especially right now. And I say that from a perspective of the market was very, I don't want to say boring, but like it wasn't showing any real signs of life, and then all of a sudden, things just—I mean—that more the region as a whole just ratcheted tighter. I mean, I was looking at it just now as a region as a whole in the Midwest. Rejection rate, rejection rates are up like, uh, what, 10 percentage points in the past? Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking dramatically tighter conditions than where they were. I mean, it was enough to bring, you're talking moving the national average, mm. which we have a chart of, Moving the national average from what five or six percent, four or five percent in what the early parts of August to over nine percent, by far the highest we've had at all any point this year. So, I mean, you're talking a massive surge in reefer rejection rates in a very, very, very short amount of time. Yeah, that so it's upward pressure on rates. It does. Yeah, there
1: it is right there on the screen. So, you've got reefer tender. Reject- I mean, that right there, I mean, that looks like my stock portfolio. In my dreams. Yeah. So it's uh it looks great right there. I mean, going from what, yeah, three percent was it in mid July, late July to where we are now, almost
0: 10%. Yeah. Big swing. And most of that too happened in the last week. Yeah. And that when you look at the overall rejection rate, which is yeah, is for, for the higher for yeah. So if you're looking at O itself, right? So yep van reefer flatbed on a national level this is pulling that number up because if you broke this down by van van is actually declined slightly i mean it's it's flat to down or it's flat to down i mean it's right at like 3.6 percent. so looking at this i mean they are two very markets that are acting very differently in the current moment what what's crazy too is like i just so i just it's not on the screen in front of you i just
1: pulled it up on my computer here in sonar is reefer tender rejections in Minnesota as a whole right now? We're at in August. So uh, August 1st, we're at 2.1%. August 1st. Mm-hmm. Today, 47.3%, meaning 50% of all loads being offered, being tendered out right now, are being declined, likely going through the routing guide, a lot probably showing up in the spot market right now. Not a bad place. So that, and that's outbound. So originating somewhere in Minnesota, uh, shipping out.
0: Yeah. And, now, if you were to say, "Okay, volume level, volume levels have increased too." Some of that is due to rejection rates increasing at the rate they have, right? Your your routing guide starts to fail, and things have to be retendered, and it it boosts that that volume out of the market. But I mean, something's happening in the Midwest, right? Wow. Capacity is definitely getting tighter as on the reefer side, right? Yeah, I think that is the key to remember. Is when we're talking about this in particular, it is on the reefer side. If you were to look at at what drive-in rejection rates we're doing in Minnesota, I mean, you're probably looking, yeah, 5.64%. So still, as opposed to 5% last week. So a half yeah, percent change. Yeah, you're not seeing quite the dramatic increase. Yeah. So it's definitely a concern overall when you think about it. Uh, and reefer carriers are going to benefit if they're up there. I mean... If they can find the volume, they have the ability to push rates higher. I want to call out too. I just put it up on the chart. Man, I wish you guys could see
1: my chart live right now. It's it's amazing. But so Reaver tender rejections out of Minnesota right now are at their highest point that they've been since January 1st, 2022. I mean, like it's it, literally the highest point has been in the last 18 months. And that was around the holiday. Prior to that, the last time it was this high was actually right around this time, late July, August of 2021. Yeah. right in the height of COVID. So, I mean, you're basically back at 2021 COVID levels around this time. Still off the peak, there was some higher peaks that we saw in early 2021, late 2020, but nonetheless, I mean, you're not
0: far off. Yeah, and just being able to see the screen, you what you're seeing is the fact that this is a seasonal trend, right? Rejection yes. rates move up in this July and August period in Minnesota. It almost feels a little late compared to where it was, but the increase is more extreme than it's been, right? So instead of going from, hey, the market's tightening up slowly, kind of just slowly ratcheting a little tighter, right now it's an explosion. I mean, it has gone from easy to find capacity to extremely difficult with yeah. the snap of the fingers. And that's what shippers need to pay attention to, right? Because need to pay attention to. You need to be, the markets can change in such a rapid fashion that you need to be able to, plan for changes like this it's hard to do but if you were not ready for it ready for it's not the right word but like if you were thinking hey the market's going to turn at some point like we need to have a, a plan in place for the for when the market does turn you can react and you're not going to be on the back foot and you're not going to risk your routing guide failing in this time it-
1: I think that's a really good call out. The other thing I also want to look at too is I'm looking at reefer uh, spot rates right now um, out of uh, Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota. And we're seeing, you know, some of these short hauls here haven't changed a whole lot. Like going to Chicago hasn't changed much. Like if we're going to, let's just say Atlanta, a little bit of a longer haul, for example. Again, not a huge movement. We're starting to see some upward pressure on it um, going out to some of those areas. And I think we're probably not going to see the same level of, of increase that we saw back during COVID. So I pulled up the chart, reefer tender rejections actually reached the level that they're at now out of Minnesota. So in the 40, high 40s, low 50s, back in 2019 around this time. Yep. And, and actually held that level through some of the holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas. But rates weren't nearly as high then as they were during COVID. And I think part of the reason is that those tender rejections, They're isolated there right now. So while capacity is very tight in those areas, other trucks can go there to help out and assist. So there will probably be some more upper pressure on spot rates, yes. But during COVID, while those areas were seasonally
0: elevated, so was everywhere else around. So not as many trucks had to go to those areas. Yes, exactly. Market's still, right now, I mean, market's still oversupplied. And yeah, I think some of it is. And you don't have this yet. And it's one of the things that does tighten that market or those markets, especially in those, like you were saying, through the holidays, is that protect from freeze that, hey, we got to have a reefer unit on it right now. I mean, you've got hot weather coming out of there. Hey, this stuff can't get over X temperature. Mm. You do have some of those as well in that area that it's it's not necessarily the temperature control there is to keep it at an ambient temperature that's both not too hot and not too cold. And that's the key, right? Like there's there's certain things that if you leave it, if it's 60 degrees outside, it could probably go in a dry van and be fine. If it's 80 degrees, (laughs) yeah, if it's 80 degrees, well, now you run a risk of that melting. And guess what? That's a claim you don't want to have to deal with. So that's a very good.
1: So anyways, quick summary there. Reefer tendon protection out of the Midwest are really starting to pop off. They're hitting their seasonal highs. Great time to be there if you're a reefer carrier. Don't expect the same highs on race that you saw during COVID, but do expect some elevated rates from where you have been traditionally. Now, Tony, we need to talk about a new data set. Yes. Yeah. Brand new data set. You highlighted it in the Daily Watch today. Yes. And it's uh, it's a carrier detail. Uh, and we're going to be talking about authorities, number of mm-hmm. authorities in the market. We're going to talk about changes in authorities, all that stuff. There's one right here. So this is actually a chart that I tweeted out um, on Twitter, now X, whatever we call it out. And uh, that... Truckload authorities, total total trucking authorities in the United States hit the trend that we were supposed to see by 2030. They basically hit the levels we were supposed to be at in 2030, assuming the trend that we were on since 2010. It's insane, right? So they're up, they're up 138% since 2010. But again, look at that trend line there. I just do the trend line starting from 2010, which is when we have data back to on this. And it's, well, a little
0: overextended just a little right and and shouldn't be a surprise if you look at rejection rates right i mean we're talking four percent and so i mean can you i I, i'm sorry to cut you
1: off but I, i want people to understand here like what is a trucking authority how is it measured like when we're talking
0: about it on this chart what does it mean yeah so when you think about it an mc number you can get from the fmcsa you can keep that forever right you just pay a fee to have an active authority, you have to have insurance. So this is the number of trucking firms. So the number of companies that have an MC number. So overall, uh, those, Park. yeah, exactly. They're counted. They're essentially equal yeah. in this case, right? Because they're each add up to one authority. So is it so,
1: fair to assume that this number is maybe biased towards smaller trucking companies? Well, I think the the
0: trucking market as a whole is sure. because you Think about the barriers, But th- I mean freighter. like that big surge that we see. Yeah, there, let's right? new, new entrants right. entering the market. they are mostly your small carriers. hmm You're talking sub 10 truck fleets entering the market. So your, your mom and pop shops, those with a few trucks that are out mm-hmm. there. The ones that play in the spot market are those carriers that come in because they hear stories and Donnie Gilbert talked about this on The morning's Freight Waves Now. They hear stories about how some guy... Or how one of their friends made three, four, five hundred thousand dollars a year in twenty twenty one in the trucking market, playing the spot market. They go out, buy a truck. You take it to the bank. You you try to get the loan out. It's a lot easier to get a loan on a truck than it is, say, a business idea, right? Trying to yeah. fund that. They securing the capital is a little easier because you have an asset, right? It's not yeah something. In your brain. And so you see everybody surge into the market to play the spot market because they're chasing high rates. What's that do? Floods the market. As you can see, as we surge past that trend line that we've been on for, for what, 10 years? Yeah. I mean, a 10-year trend line, those typically hold up pretty well. And then you see it explode like that. It's like, there's going to have to be a correction. And it's starting to correct. Starting to. It's, and this is the, I think the talking point is what we were expecting was a faster churn of capacity and you just haven't seen it or it hasn't been felt in the market, right? I mean, we talked about rejection rates being at sub 5%, what, since this time last year? I mean, long time. It, yeah, you're talking 12 months and it doesn't feel like- much, m- much longer than 2019. It wasn't wasn't that bad in 2019. Yeah, and I mean, that was the worst year on record, right? For, for bankruptcies. And we just haven't seen that exodus that we thought we Mm -hmm. would see. And I think our next chart will show that we're losing that capacity. The capacity is leaving the market, right? So this is the net change in trucking authority. So there's new entrants coming to the market at all times. Right. But this takes the number of new entrants and those revocations. So those are letting insurance that is that are filing bankruptcy, all of those. And it's creating a delta, right? The net. Mm -hmm. Zero would be hey, there's the same number of entrants. as was excellent. Yeah, so in this, exa- in this chart, anything in green is where you're seeing net growth versus the red where you're seeing a net loss of capacity. Now, with that said, look at how big that growth was. Big. Right, in comparison, right? We're talking at 545 net trucking Down. authorities lost in the last week, right? This weekly number. But I mean- At the peak, you're talking, what, 1,500, 1,000 net growth each week? So, I mean, you're talking half of what you were adding, you're taking out of a market. So this chart is the one, to me, that seems like, hey, we still have so far to go for capacity to leave the market, to balance this market out, that this puts your... This is the chart, I think, that puts your belief that spot rates are going to be higher than contract rates into jeopardy, because if it was moving faster, like it was at the beginning of the year, I would think maybe you have a case, but it's just not moving at a pace that. something long folks. I mean, you're, so, you know, the difference and it's like 90 or 80 or 90 stints still between spot and contract rates. Yeah. I'm not worried about it. You're worried about it.
1: I'm not worried about it. I'm going to be right. And Tony's going to be asking me, Luke, how did you know? Um. Uh, What I do want to call out before we get back to my outlandish claims is on that chart, can we bring that back up? There it is. Look at, so this is the five-year chart. Look at 2019. Yeah. There's only a little bit of red.
0: Yeah. And one of those is highlighted by Celadon going out, right? Now, to be fair, the green was very suppressed as
1: well. So it wasn't like we gained a ton of entrance in 2019 either. So like it it was a very muted year. Yeah. Mostly near zero the whole time, but not as much red as I think...
0: Yeah, Sorry. not as much as you would expect. And I think... For obvious reasons, less entrance. Yeah. So less entrance. I mean, you're talking net, right? Right. Remember that. So you're adding capacity at all times to some extent, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think that's why you see... Now, the good news is total authorities is coming down and you see that. But I mean, you, like I said, you pull up the chart before this one, there's still a long way to go to get back to the right level there. that was on that trend line. And I think that's the, again, the concern is that it's just not been as fast as it's needed to be. And yeah. again, tender rejections show it great. I mean, look at it where they're at. They're at 4%. They've been there 4 or 5%. They've been there for a year. I mean, even around the holidays, what did they peak at last year? Like six, seven? Yeah. I mean, you're, much. you're talking the peak season or the, the tightest the market would get in any year. You're talking six, 7% rejection rates. Like, it just doesn't seem feasible. But then you look at it, and it is. And what's interesting is you're not seeing rejection rates outside of the reefer market, so the ban react to this holiday, right? That, That was what you were looking for. We have Labor Day coming up this next week, right? And lead times are, what, almost three days at this point? So you're talking booking freight in advance. You would think you'd see rejection rates Maybe starting to pick up a little steam right now, going into the weekend. Considering it's Wednesday, but it really hasn't shown any uptick. That's true, it hasn't. So. Um,
1: I, I am curious too, though, if you know the peak season that we saw coming from China to the U.S. when those goods finally start to hit the the markets, if that'll play an impact at all. Uh, let's go ahead and pull up that chart. So we're going to switch gears here a little bit, all right? So we are starting to see trucking authorities exit the market mm-hmm. at an increasing rate. Still a long way to go. So we'll keep you updated there as time goes on and see where that changes or trends. But this chart right here is an interesting one. So this looks at Ocean TU volumes from China to the US, right? So our biggest trade partner on the ocean side right now, third biggest trade partner in total behind uh, Canada and Mexico. So this chart right here does an excellent job of, I think, displaying how much of a peak season we actually had for China. Now, it looks like it may have peaked, um, yeah, it's moved down in the last it's five down a little bit in the last few days, which is kind of expected for this time. So if you look at, you know, some of those charts, some of the other peaks were around that July-August period, right? Go back to 2020, it was just a little more exasperated. Same thing, July, and then it typically dipped. Sometimes it had another little bump at the very end of the year, which we saw in 2019, and we also saw that in 2022. But, so we might see another dip. So I, I think what's really going to be key here is, how far does this dip and do we get like a second blip in late Q4? If we do, it could be good. The one thing that does keep me bullish here, though, is that this peak season that we saw kind of ordering all these goods. So th- remember, this volume here is goods being loaded on ships in China heading to the U.S., and most of them haven't hit the U.S. yet. We, were, we weren't we were that far off from, the, from this time, you know, last year or we, this time in 2021. Yeah, right, right. Semi-close. Now, we were suppressed quite a bit before, yeah, right? And the question is, do we fall off of this number
0: rapidly or do we just maybe come off of it slightly?
1: Yeah. That's the question.
0: Yeah, it is. And obviously China's important, but it, again, it's one trade lane. One trade lane. If you look at the overall inbound Ocean to EU index to the U.S., it's been declining for a few, almost two weeks now. So, I mean, you're seeing maybe a slowdown in other lanes. But I'm looking at it here. I've got it pulled up. So total inbound Ocean TEU volume index into the U.S. over the last three months has increased 9%. So you've seen growth. From China to the U.S., it's up 36% come on. in the same time. So, so China's like the reefer market it, here. It's pushing back, <laughs> yeah. And you need it to come back, right? Yeah. It is very important to the overall market, but it's clearly not driving overall import numbers higher and i think what's interesting is how much of this is a pull forward because at the end of the month you have golden week which is effectively like another lunar new year type yeah. holiday and it affects it's from sunday october 1st through saturday october I mean, we see that 7th chart
1: right there i mean yeah you, you can see, can see the dips, dips you know right around you know that september
0: period the end of yeah end of september right or mm-hmm. first week in october that's what to pay attention to is where do we go leading into that? Is this just a pull forward of demand, especially when the spot rates on the ocean really haven't been able to kind of withstand these light increases? Up, 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 up. They see they see bumps, but it's not in a way that
1: nothing meaningful.
0: Yeah, We're still at twenty nineteen right. levels exactly. So it it's fairly cheap. So maybe maybe from a shippers perspective, they're moving freight now one to ensure that it's here. Right, because you do have issues on the Panama Canal. It's not. I think Greg Miller wrote an article. says it is an issue, but it's not a crisis yet. But it could be, and it's. I think it's something that could help boost the West Coast. Like, yeah. So there's that. But I think overall, what you're seeing is just the peak season. At least when you look at it from a global perspective, headed to the U.S., not just China, the U.S. The peak season's just muted. In terms of ocean demand now, some of that probably has to do with inventory. Some of it still has to do with inventories, right? Yes. The big retail- retailers have corrected that, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean everybody has. So, I mean, it, there's there's some interesting stuff that's going on here, yeah. and I mean overall, it it's a positive for China, and the U.S. because you need to see China pick up steam. Sure, But it would have been nice to see the rest of the overall index at IOTI.USA increase as well during the same time. Yeah,
1: we'll we'll have to keep eyes on it to see what happens and and where some of these other markets go to. One other highlight, I do want to make an announcement. Just remember, we're going to be talking a lot more about the free markets in depth at our next conference, F3. It's in November. Uh, You don't want to miss tickets. I'll be there, obviously. So come hang out with me. Um, with Sonar, yeah. with Sonar is going to be happening. I think we have at least two days that we're there, maybe three, but yeah. for sure two. Um, and we're going to have some guest speakers there, a lot of customers. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, I think there's going to be some food venue, obviously food there, but like I think they're even bringing in some food trucks um, throughout yeah. the day that you can come visit. So it's going to be a good
0: time. Yeah, if Look. you were there last year, this one is going to one up what we did last year. Yeah. Thought thought it couldn't get better. It's it's going to be better, just in some of our musical acts. I mean, obviously, but then also you get to see the new tech and how the tech is advanced and, and some of those keynote speakers are, are pretty epic. And make a lot of connections. Yes. I think that make a lot of connections bump
1: elbows with a lot of people in the industry. Um, I know it probably seems like, you know, Luke and Tony is like the peak, but you know, there are, there are other people in the industry. But anyways, We'll see you next week, live on Sooner, and we'll keep you updated with what's happening in the freight markets. This is where you come to see the latest information. Meantime, have a good rest of your day.